0: to another episode of the Spirit Channel Podcast with your host, The Zenith. I am pleased to do another episode on spiritual topics and just going to touch on a subject that uh, I kind of touched on last week and expand that a bit more, which is the concept of chakras. Um, how important they are for spiritual development how important they are for use in everyday life, Uh, what they are, what the different chakras um, offer, uh, the different forms, the different studies, the philosophies of chakras and how to uh, integrate and use um, spiritual energies um through the use of the chakra system i do hope i'm going to do this episode justice as it is quite a large and extremely important topic and there are many many different uh, ideas and philosophies on this uh, topic um this will as i said not be an exhaustive episode exhaustive compendium of ideas on the chakra system but more of an introduction and perhaps a quick look at some of the uh, different concepts of chakras but perhaps sticking to uh, the concept that was uh, explained by Ra who is have said to brought the concept to planet earth to the Egyptians um, The concept of the chakras uh, obviously predate this and in most modern thinking uh, weren't uh, first transmitted um, until much later than perhaps the Egyptians or perhaps around the same time but in a different culture. But with that being said let's just crack on and discuss this. So What are chakras? What does chakra actually mean? Well basically the idea of a chakra um, may be also termed energy center. And the most popular idea or concept of these energy centers is that they total seven and they are spread throughout Uh, the human body now not the physical body and you can't cut a body open and suddenly discover this uh, glowing energy center this glowing chakra but they more are metaphysical term and uh, have to do with the energy body and the energetic uh, being and they perform different accents and have different lessons to offer each person the most popular ideas of the concept of the chakras I said uh, originate in the Eastern Indian uh, system, Uh, the idea of uh, yoga. They came from Sanskrit Um, and this is the the oldest kind of recognized Concept that we have of the chakras, and um, obviously, what I mean by yoga is not the Western form of uh, yoga, but the traditional um, Indian Sanskrit um, yoga philosophy, which is to do with uh, breathing and to do with um, holding the body uh, in a rigid position. Obviously it's a lot more uh, complicated than that or goes into a lot more detail but I'm just giving a very very brief idea of this. In the original Indian uh, tradition, the original yoga tradition, uh, there was not just one uh, concept of uh, chakras. Um, There were many different traditions and each Uh, had different branches within each tradition that taught um, or practiced a form of uh, varying numbers of chakras. Some had five, some had seven, some had four, and some had up to 12 different chakras and they could each be um, utilized for different activities. Uh, The one that became dominant, which is the one that we kind of know of today is the seven chakra system. Uh, It became dominant around the 15th century and has been largely the form that we know uh, and have come to understand about uh, the chakra system. But as I said, basically uh, the original teachings um, from um, ancient India, um, come from the tradition of tantric yoga, uh, which also has to do with tantric sex, but uh, perhaps more on that later. And as I said, they had many forms and practiced many different teachings of uh, chakras and chakra sets. Uh, what is important to, to understand is that a uh, low modern uh, teachings and philosophies will and have adopted the seven chakra system. It is important to know that these are perhaps the seven major chakras. There are numerous uh, secondary chakras and third or tertiary chakras, all about this energetic body system. Uh, But that is a a very kind of advanced form of of, of looking at chakras. And it's not what we're here to to do at the minimum. We're just here to give an introduction and a base understanding into the concept of the chakra system. So, as I said, in modern thinking, uh, this is where the original concept of the chakras came from. But we can actually go further back than that. Uh, As I said, before I get to the concept of the chakras, as taught by uh, the RA group, uh, I also want to just inform uh, the listener of... The idea of the chakras also go back as far as the lost continent of Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis was a very, very advanced uh, civilization of a very um, unique type of human beings who were extremely spiritual in their practices and were rumored to have abilities and knowledge that far exceeded our own in certain ideas and concepts and teachings. Um, they taught a system, um, certainly, I don't know if this is the only system, but they certainly taught a system of 12 chakras uh, in which they had um, additional chakras, not only the seven major ones, but one's uh, well, chakras for the the bottom of the feet and for rising above the head into the side of the head and uh, that was the the chakra system that they practiced and um, i do know certain people i certainly know a friend of mine who practices this uh, chakra system and has great results within it but uh, perhaps going forward from that concept, we could perhaps turn around and say that um, this is where the original teachings of, of the chakras came from. And um, who knows? It's all speculation, kind of at this point. But also, um, the idea of the chakras isn't quite unique to, uh, to ancient India. It is also has uh, its roots. And it has uh, similarities and many traits in common with the ancient Inca, or the ancient Maya systems. Mayas too also uh, had their own concept and their own um, idea of what chakras actually were and how to, to utilize them. Um, chakras in, in Mayans, once again, refers to force or energy centers of the body. Um, spent a bit, a little bit differently. They also um, utilized and had the concept of uh, the Kundalini, which is also something that is attributed to Indian and Hindu systems uh, and belief teachings. And so it's very interesting to see this crossover between two cultures that were supposedly never in contact with each other and on opposite sides of the world. The kundalini which I'll perhaps touch on in this if I have enough time is uh, refers to the energetic system of uh, energy that one tries to utilize and uh, bring further up through the energy through the, the the chakra system in order to obtain great growth and spiritual enlightenment. It is uh, defined as the coiled snake and the intersecting snake, snake energy. Um, Snake imagery is very fascinating as there are many different references and many cultures that have the snake as their guardian of protection and symbol of power, but perhaps more on that another time. In uh, the Mayan concept of the Kundalini uh, this refers to the power of God within man which is controlled by the breath which is very similar Um, I can't actually pronounce the the Mayan version of it is it it Kuntalalini perhaps Um, which is again obviously very similar to the Indian Kundalini the, uh both, um, as I said, uh, refer to that force, that force within the body, and the drawing upwards of this force, and both uh, refer to and utilize a form of breathing, the breath which uh, draws in this energy, this uh, energy from what again the Indian cultures refer to as the sacred prana, the life force that permeates all things. And so by drawing this in using a form of breathing, you're drawing that into your system and converting that or transforming it into um, a type of energy that can be drawn up through the body. uh using the imagery of the the coil snake so very very similar um belief systems very very uh, similar teachings and um, i will perhaps provide a link for that in the description so that we can or you can research this further so again i think with a lot of these things is that history, certainly the history that we're not taught about in school is is utterly fascinating because once we begin to study various ancient cultures uh, various ancient beliefs uh, teachings and even architecture (coughs) we find uh, almost identical, uh, very similar if not almost identical concepts and teachings between cultures that were supposedly never supposed to have any contact but as I said that is just a <clears throat> another uh, brief um, piece of illumination or um, information to show how this idea of chakras and kundalini serpent awakening and breath techniques are not just uh, unique to what modern scholars um, will and modern teachings say originated in the ancient india under the um oh my god i've completely forgotten under the ancient um oh Oh, you'll just have to forgive me here for a second because it has completely went out of my head uh the ancient hindus which is the word that I'm looking for. I cannot believe that I've completely forgot that. Then, yeah, in the ancient Vedic teachings as well, <clears throat> which is ancient, uh, the ancient Indians. So, yes, it's it's a fascinating stuff, and perhaps a bit more than what we have uh time for here, but it's just a brief outline. In the concept of the, the seven. Chakra system that we will be looking today and the concept in particular that Ra, uh, the Ra group um, Gave to to ancient Egypt and then um, Dictated in the law of one uh, channelings back in the 1980s um, That concept deals with the seven chakra system or sorry seven energy centers and <clears throat> That uh, that this being Ra preferred to use, um, although it did find the word chakra acceptable enough to um, use um, and close enough to the concept um, of these energy centers. So basically what we have is seven energy centers in the body. We have what's commonly referred to as the red ray, which is located at the base of the spine. This... Uh, is known to be the root chakra in modern teachings and modern philosophies. Um, and it deals with uh, survivability, it deals with um, sex, it is linked to the earth and it is to do with DNA. The second energy center Uh, is orange in colour, and it is commonly referred to as the sacral chakra. It is in around the lower uh, midriff, around the stomach area. This chakra is uh, known as emotions. Uh, It deals with all of our emotions. It is a chakra in which personal identity comes into play in which we begin to discover about ourselves and uh, the personality perhaps that we begin to develop based on the emotions that uh, we start to experience. The third energy center uh, is yellow in color and it is called the solar solar plexus. It is located at the Mm, I, I would normally prefer to say around the base of the ribcage but perhaps it could be located within the lower ribcage. Again it's not overly important to really have an exact positioning of these just to have a, a, a rough idea. Uh, this chakra in the teachings at Ra um, spoke of is perhaps a bit different from most modern um, concepts of chakra, and in that that uh, Ra said that this energy center was to do with your social identity or your group identity. So basically, this is how you function within a group, the personality that you have created for yourself, uh, as in the ego, the mind, the uh, thing that we like to describe as ourselves is how this interacts with a group, or how this uh, ego or personality um, behaves in a group. So it is your group identity, how you behave in a group, in a group of like-minded people, or how you project your ego or your personality when encountering a group. Uh, the fourth energy center is to do with the heart chakra, uh, the green ray energy center, and this is obviously located where the heart is. This energy center uh, is widely known and has not changed from the original teachings, and it is to do with love, love in all its forms. It is unconditional love, it is the concept of. Uh, giving love out with the, no expectation of return, loving each and all, and seeing each and all as the creator. Uh, this is the uh, the bridge chakra. It is the bridge between the what we commonly call the lower three energy centers and the three higher, more uh, spiritual oriented. Sh- uh, uh, chakras or energy centers it is um it is the what it is the meeting point it is the choice yeah it's the choice um between the positive path and the negative path the service to self path and the service to others moving on then we have the fifth energy center Uh, the blu ray energy center which is commonly called the throat chakra. This chakra is to do with uh, communication, it is to do with speaking, Um, it is to do with communicating, it is to do with honesty, it is to do with um, being honest with yourself and speaking your honesty. It is what Ra says, is it's the first uh, energy center that omits outwards and uh, it perhaps cannot be blocked and um, perhaps the others can be blocked and I'll speak about that in a minute, but this energy center can, as I said, be expressed outwards. It is not an energy center in which you take inwards, so it is, this energy center is about your communication, communicating. Um the sixth energy center uh, is the indigo ray the what's known as the third eye energy center this energy center becomes a little bit more complicated to explain because it's a very uh, spiritual oriented energy center or, or chakra it is the sacred energies it is to do with consciousness it is to do with your spiritual um, development your spiritual experiences and it is linked to universal energies and as i said it is also called the third eye because it is commonly uh, located between the two eyes in the brow of the forehead if that's right this energy center is also uh, commonly um, referred to as that pineal gland If I've pronounced that right, this is a little gland in the center of the brain that is responsible on a physical level for producing uh, the chemicals of serotonin and melatonin, our happiness hormones. Um, It is linked to the sun. The sun provides vitamin D, which helps to keep this energy center active or this gland active and unblocked. And so there's a very, very huge link with the Sun there and the energies that we receive from the Sun. The seventh energy center is the violet ray energy center, commonly referred to as the crown chakra. This can be violet, it can be white. Um, Some cultures like to call it, uh, some cultures like to think of it as white, and some like to think of it as violet. Sometimes this energy center is visualized as the lotus flower. Yeah. In the ancient Indian teachings, most of these energy centers were defined or were visualized by um, the lotus flower, if I have that right, and I hope I have. If not, I'll correct it at a later date. But the this is located on the crown. The crown of the head or just above the crown of the head. So it's almost just floating a couple of inches just above the head. In the Law of One teachings by Ra, Ra describes this chakra as being always open. It is unblockable. It is always open and it is the... Some total or it represents our connection and um, our recognition of our divine nature, that we are indeed one with the Creator, and um, that we are the Creator, and it is the pathway or the gateway to um what Ra would describe as the intelligent infinity and infinite energy which is basically the creator itself and by drawing down these energies from this creative force in the universe into our body so these are the seven energy centers uh, seven major energy centers as according to Ra and their definitions of them so uh We're going on a bit too long here, so um, perhaps I will do another um, podcast on this because, once again, i found that even when trying to cut down on what it is that I want to communicate, I still find that uh, it's still taking up nearly half an hour. But let's see what we can fit in these last four or five minutes or so. So a bit about um, these energy centres is that What we are trying to do is we are dealing with two different types of energies here. We are dealing with the energy from the creator, which may be seen to be drawing in from the universe. But really, in actuality, what we are doing is the creator lies within us. What we are doing is um, drawing that energy down from within us to meet the energy, the earth energy, the kundalini energy that rises up from the feet Um, What we are trying to do is get each energy center open and balanced and enough for the energy that we're drawing in uh, to rise up through each chakra to meet the energy that we draw from the Creator which comes from within to have these two energies meet. And where these two energies meet is the level that we will be operating from I'm going to have to talk a bit more about this in a different podcast, so apologies for that for anyone who was hoping for um, to have this wrapped up within say 30 minutes, sorry! So, how do we go about doing that? As I said, we have a concept of breath um, and we have a concept of visualization. We can also feel these energies certainly from the base of the feet, and we can visualise drawing these energies up through various exercises until we examine them through each chakra. But the most important thing, I guess, is to examine each chakra. What we're doing here is to look at these energy centres and to understand that they can be blocked. Um, They can be blocked through the very experiences that we encounter through life. We can experience these blockages. And most of our problems that we encounter in our lives can be um, linked um, to blockages within these energy centers. And once you become aware of this here, um, you become consciously aware of this here, then you can take the next step of... Examining these blockages and examining the experiences that have come into your life to have caused these blockages and set about um, rebalancing these This is not a um, like perhaps most um, Teachings would would advise to um, shun these blockages that uh, they're harmful and should be uh, pushed away but it's more to integrate these blockages examine them accept them integrate them and balance them perhaps unique to the teachings that come from Ra is that um, not only does Ra describe these energy centers as having blockages but Ra also describes that these energy centers can be overly activated so not only can they be blocked, that we perhaps could be uh, inhibiting the energies um, or the flow of energy within them, but they can also be overly activated. We can uh, have too much of a good thing, I suppose is is really the, the term. Um, they can be overly activated, as in, uh, if we examine the heart, perhaps it may sound to be a silly thing, but you can love too much, you can, be freely spreading love to, um, to each and all and live in a state of pure bliss and not have anything else done. And this can also be, be detrimental to your um, to your health because you can uh, put your own personal health and your own personal safety at risk um, by freely thinking of others and doing uh, not thinking of your own personal care and your own personal health. So we have uh, as I said, we have blockages and we have overactivations within the, each of these energy centers and the idea is to balance these energy centers is to balance the blockages to balance the, the, the overactivations so that um, these chakras, I guess it's a bit like a, a seesaw. we need to have level. we need to be leveler. We need to have two doors that are both kind of uh, balanced or open. Uh, just uh, enough on each side so that uh, the energy that we're trying to draw up can uh, be brought up through each chakra system. So I think that's a very basic idea. In the next part of this, I will certainly discuss um, this a bit more in further detail. So thank you for listening to part one.